This episode of Harvey Brownstone Interviews is brought to you by the Harvey Brownstone Talk Show Blend Coffee. Available at HollywoodBlends.com. Everyone's saying it's the best coffee they've ever tasted. Why not give it a try and see for yourself? Hello, everyone. I'm Harvey Brownstone, and today's guest is a young actress, writer, producer, and director whose impressive body of work indicates pretty clearly that she's headed for the big time. Some of her feature film credits include He's Mine, Not Yours, The Stalker Club, Gin, Romeo and Juliet Killers, Bitch Ass, and the wonderful dark comedy A Little White Lie in which she appeared alongside Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, and Kate Hudson. On TV, she's appeared in a number of shows, including Jane the Virgin, Dear White People, Ballers, and SWAT. She also produced the 2018 TV series Jax Plus James, and she even directed one of the episodes. Her latest movie, which was just recently released, is called On Fire, in which she co-stars with Peter Fasanelli, Asher Angel, and Lance Henriksen. The film is based on the horrific 2018 Paradise Fires in Northern California that was the deadliest and most destructive wildfire in California's history. The film is about the desperate attempt of a family trying to survive and escape the wildfire that surrounds their home and highlights the bravery of the first responders and firefighters struggling to help them. Here's the trailer. Here they come. Your son's got one hell of a pair of lungs on him. Got homework? Not much. Let's grab a burger and fries. Come on! Hey, baby. What are we gonna do when the baby comes? How are we gonna pay for it? We may do before or make do again. Give it a shot. Heavy ash raining down for miles. That's yeah, close. Should we be worried? I hope not. This is no joke. The best thing to do is fireproof the house. What do we do now? We wait. We pray. We're gonna be okay. Mom, Dad? Oh my God. Fire's spreading fast. We gotta get out of here. As long as we're together, we're gonna be okay. Where am I supposed to tell these people to go? We can't save everybody. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get my family out alive. Our guest plays Kayla, the 911 operator who desperately tries to help the endangered family against all odds. I'm delighted to welcome Ashley Fouché to our show. Ashley, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Ashley, you're from St. Louis, Missouri, and I understand you trained in classical ballet and performed 
professionally with the Moscow Ballet Theater. So how did you go from ballet to acting? Well, you know, it was a natural progression. A little bit of tragedy in there. I got in a car accident when I was 15 on my way to school. And I mm. actually ruptured. Yes, I ruptured a vertebrae in my my lower spine. So it took me out of physical activity for about a year. And How are you now? Oh, great. I have no permanent damage. Just a little back pain every once in a while. Stiff, like, oh, I'm getting old. My back is stiff. <laughs> You're pain. not getting old yet, darling. No, <laughs> well... It sometimes feels that way because it's stiff, but no permanent damage. But I was out of physical activity for a year. And then when I was recovering, I wanted to try new things. It was going to take a, a lot to get back into ballet at the same level that I was. So I started doing musical theater at my high school and I, I just fell in love with it. And with acting, obviously. Yes, with the acting part. I went in there thinking, okay, I can dance in the chorus. And I was like, oh, I love saying lines and I love singing and I, I love all of that. So I sort of switched my gears to acting and I'm a huge film and movie person anyway. So I was naturally into it. Your formal academic training, Ashley, is really very impressive. Tell me if I've got this right. You got a bachelor's in fine arts in theater performance and a BA in screenwriting from Chapman University, where you graduated with honors. Yes. And you were named an O.L. Halsell Scholar, which allowed yes. you to be mentored by the Oscar winning producer, Kathy Shulman. Yes. Have I got that right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's really amazing, Ashley. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a bit of a... Uh, a bookworm. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, right? So uh, not, it's a city, but it's not the biggest city in the world. And I was had to get out. I was like, I'm going to move to New York or Los Angeles. And so my way of doing that was through school. So I actually had a scholarship to college and I went there and I I studied. Well, it's very impressive. And it certainly shows in your performance. There's a an insight into the way that you deliver. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Now, after graduating from university, you worked with a nonprofit organization called Kids in the Spotlight, which yes. provides film and arts education to foster children in the Los Angeles area. I would think that that's the kind of job that has a lasting impact on your soul. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Kids in the Spotlight is an amazing organization and it it centers around providing a safe creative space for at-risk youth, foster youth, but it's just almost like a creative think tank because children have the most brightest imaginations in the world. So to be able to be a part of an organization that blends film and acting and all that things with supporting children and children who might not be in the best circumstances. It's just, it's so heartwarming. Well, in 2019, you got to appear in three episodes of the HBO series Ballers. Was that a fun experience? Oh, yes. That's one of my most famous, favorite jobs. Everything about being on Ballers was amazing because it's actually one of my favorite shows. So I watched it from season one. And when I learned that I was going to be on the last season, I was like, this is a dream come true. I've made it. I had a little bit of imposter syndrome. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get to set and they're going to find me out. And I'm not ready for this. 
<laughs> you know, I, I have had so many really famous stars tell me about the imposter syndrome. And yeah. I have to tell you, I had it myself. I was a judge for 26 years and I kept every time they said your honor, I kept wondering who they were talking to. But I've come to the conclusion. I tell you this because you're young. I think that the imposter syndrome is really healthy because it keeps you humble. Yes, yes, absolutely. It, so it, don't get rid of it. Okay, I won't. Now tell every, me about- every role I book. Like, oh no, my first day of set, they're going to find me out. <laughs> but you know, even the greatest legendary stars, and we've had many of them on the show, still feel that way, even now. Yeah. It's one of those things where you have to pinch yourself. I can't believe I'm actually doing the thing that I've been dreaming about my whole life. So I think that's where it comes from. Tell me about your experience on the set of A Little White Lie. Did you get to hang out with Don Johnson or Kate Hudson or Michael Shannon? Michael Shannon, yes. My scenes in that film are with Michael Shannon. And it was actually one of the most inspiring situations I've been in to watch him work because he changes from take to take little tiny little subtle changes that's beautiful as an actor to watch another actor being so in the moment and being able to be so flexible and play around and not get stuck doing something one way so that was a really amazing experience. When you're working with an actor like that, does it sometimes surprise you that they can find so many different ways to deliver the same scene? Yes, absolutely. It's it's surprising. And again, it's inspiring because I aspire to do that as an actress. I want to find new things, take to take, scene to scene, always find a different way I can make my character a little more unique. So to see an actor who's more seasoned and has worked on more projects and is just so talented and who I respect so much, be able to do that and and still having so much fun so far into his career, it was a wonderful experience. When you're with a senior actor like that, do you find that they're willing to sit down with you and give you tips about how they execute their craft? Sometimes it it depends on the actor's process. Some actors are a little bit more reserved and are protecting their performance. So they're not as social on set and other actors are, are very social. So I'd say Michael Shannon is a little bit more reserved, focused on set. But when I was on Ballers, I worked with Russell Brand and Russell Brand is one of the most warm people I've ever met and wants to talk about all the things and he gets to set and the director yells action and now he's in character. And so his process is very fluid and he doesn't need a lot of like alone time to get into it. I always wonder whether some actors are reserved on the set, not just because they don't want to really get out of character, but because they don't really know how to put into words exactly why they do or how they do what they do. Do you ever find that? I think for me, I get a little nervous sometimes if I feel like I don't know everyone who I'm working with. And a lot of times on set, especially your first day, you don't know anyone. You don't know the crew. You don't necessarily know the other actors you're working with. And then there's lights on you and a camera and a microphone and you're supposed to go. So I feel more comfortable if I can talk to people and sort of feel their energy. That makes me feel more comfortable when I get into a scene. But I think other actors 
really just want to be in their own space. So it just depends, you know. Now, before we talk about your latest film, On Fire, I have to mention Jax Plus James, a TV show with eight episodes that you produced in 2018. What yeah. inspired that project? So I had a, a manager for a very long time. She unfortunately passed away at the beginning of the year, but she was kind of like a mama. So all her clients knew each other and she wanted everyone to know each other to form a support system. And she had two clients who were a couple years younger than me, Ryan and Mike. And she put us all together and said, you guys should write something together. So we did that. They wrote a buddy comedy about two best friends and their misadventures around Los Angeles. And with my screenwriting background and since I had been to film school, she was like, Ashley, you should produce this and put it together. So I did that. And it was a great experience, especially working on something right out of college and putting it out there and and meeting new people and sort of putting everything that I've learned in school into a real life application. So I just learned so much about what it takes to make a project doing that. I'm so impressed that you did that at such an early stage in your career. And you even directed one of the episodes of Jack's I Plus did, Yeah, I directed one of the episodes. And that was so fun. I definitely want to direct more in the future. You do? I do. Yes, absolutely. And what about the writing? You you wrote for yes. Jack's Plus James. Yeah. Are you going to do more writing? Oh, absolutely. I'm always writing. So I have 10 projects right now, but I'm working on a feature script and I really want to direct that. So when I finish, my goal is to finish by the beginning of the year and then spend the rest of 2024 trying to produce it. You know, I think that you are the perfect epitome of the current artist. You're the whole package. You <laughs> act, you produce, you write, you direct. This is the generation that we're producing in this industry. And I'm just so proud to have you on this show. Well, thank you so much. I'm I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely. So Ashley, let's talk about your latest movie, On Fire. You play Kayla, the 911 operator. How did you get cast in the role? I got cast. I had a director's meeting, so straight to director's session. And then I later found out that the director knew who I was and had seen my work before. So I went into the meeting and I got the script beforehand and I was able to read it. And I instantly connected with the storyline because it's a true story and it's inspired by real events. And I thought it was very relevant. So I was very excited to go into the meeting and uh, our co-director, Nick Lyon, who also co-wrote the film was the person I met with and we just vibed and it was a, it was a fit. He was picking up what I was putting down. So well, was, I saw the movie and I'm telling you, I picked up what you were putting down. Tell me what kind of preparation you did to play a 911 operator. Yes, I actually have a very good friend who used to work in, a, in an emergency call center. And when I found out that I got the role, I immediately called her and I talked to her for hours. I said, Aubrey, just give me the rundown. What was your first day like? What was your last day like? What were some of the hardest situations you had to deal with? So she was my first point of research. And then I read articles and I watched you know different documentaries and things like that. I really loved your performance because you conveyed a mix of deep concern, 
compassion, frustration. And as the movie progressed, you were showing a kind of suppressed panic. Congratulations on such a great performance. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Now, in one point in the movie, your character says this. I actually wrote it down. <laughs> I've never felt so useless in my entire life. I know it's not about me, but I've never done anything like this before. And it's only my second week on the job, but I just really wish I could help you. Ashley, to me, I think that was your finest moment in the entire movie, don't you think? I really connected with that scene, yeah. I liked it. You know, there have been lots of movies where we see or hear a 911 operator at work, but it's very rare that we get to witness what it must feel like to be a 911 operator trying to manage a crisis situation on a very human level. I think you've done them proud in your portrayal. Thank you so much. That was the goal. If I just wanted to honor them, honestly. I think the biggest thing I learned playing that role and doing the research was there's no sense of closure. You know, when you hang up the phone, that's the last you hear. You don't know how the situation resolved itself. And I really wanted to try and convey that in Kayla's performance that she really wants to help people and she doesn't know the outcome. So she's just doing her best for the 30 seconds to a minute she has on the phone with someone. And then she's just letting it all, the chips fall where they may. Well, believe it or not, Ashley, when we first started this show, we actually brought a 911 operator on the show to talk about what it's like to do that job. His name is Jim Keaton, and I hope everyone will watch that interview because it's a real eye-opener. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to go back and watch it. That's awesome. One of the funny lines in your movie was somebody phoned and said, I can't find my cat. And I asked Jim, what was the funniest call you ever got? And he said, somebody called and asked, do you know how to cook a 20 pound turkey? Wow. <laughs> so I think those calls really do happen. Let me ask you, what was the most challenging thing for you in playing this role? I think the technical aspect, honestly, you know, when you see the movie, there's technology happening. The phone is ringing. You see, you know, a live map. Everything is black when you're on set or it has little CGI dots where they're going to go in and add the effects. So it was silence and it was me, myself, creating the atmosphere. There were other, I had other actors, other 911 operators in the scene, but it was just me and my other actors creating that atmosphere and that energy and all the other bells and whistles are added in post. So that part of my imagination was really challenged during filming. When you saw the finished product, what did you think? I liked it. I really did. You never know how your project is going to turn out. And, you know, sometimes you see how the project turned out and you don't love it. But this one, when I saw it, I was like, this is a good movie and I want everyone to see it. Oh, I do too. I absolutely loved it. And as you know, we filmed this show in Canada and we had a lot of fires this past summer. Yes. yes. So the movie really resonated. I mean, the timing was quite incredible. It's great timing. Yes. And especially here in the States, we had a, a massive wildfire in Maui, Hawaii. Oh, 
that happened about a, a month or two before our film came out. So it's very relevant. It's very relevant. Very much so. Now, Ashley, another thing, I'm very impressed with the volunteer work you've done. You were a counselor for Washington University's Diversity Arts Program, which provides arts education for underprivileged youth in the St. Louis area. That must have been so rewarding. One of the most rewarding experiences, that and Kids in the Spotlight. I feel very fulfilled when I can help other people or foster someone else's creativity. So to be able to do what I love and share what I love to help someone else, it's, it's fulfilling. And so that was my first sort of work in the creative arts, but also with the edge of helping someone. So that also catered to underprivileged youth. So it was sort of a natural progression when I then went on to work with kids in the spotlight. So it was you know, my first go at something like that. Do you think that working for kids and with kids the way you have, and I know you also a volunteer at local soup kitchens, you've worked with Habitat for Humanity. Does all of that make you a better actor? I don't know if it makes me a better actor. I feel like maybe it makes me a better human. <laughs> you know, I I don't do those things, you know, for any type of agenda or accolades or anything. My mom, when I was growing up, my mom worked in our local church a lot. And she was the first person to take me to a soup kitchen. And she was the first person to bring me along when we volunteered for Habitat for Humanity. And she's such a service oriented person. And she's everyone's mom, like all my friends call her mama. So I think I sort of that rubbed off on me. So I just, I, I like to help people. I think it's one of the meanings of life and that's really the only reason why I do it. Well, I think that makes you a very special human being. I also think that throughout your career, the exposure, the empathy that you are acquiring from being with people who you may never have encountered any other way will be reflected in the kind of projects you choose and in the kind of performances you give, because sometimes people in this industry are insulated and they don't have, they're living in a bit of a bubble, the more successful you get. And I love the fact that you kept yourself so grounded, not just by playing the roles you've played, but also by seeing the real world as much as you can. Yeah, I try to. That's very sweet of you to say. Thank you. Well, I mean, I think... At the end of the day, I just want to make the world better and not worse. So uh -huh. just trying to lead a life of to do as little harm as possible. That's my motto. Well, you're still relatively young in this business. What's the plan? What do you see yourself doing in five years? Five years. I would love to. Besides coming back on our show to promote every new. Yes, podcast. I will. I will be back in five okay, years. Is that a promise? Yes. <laughs> Cross my heart. <laughs> I'll be back on the show. I I would love to play Storm in X-Men. That's my dream role. So I'm I'm speaking that into existence right now. We have to manifest that. Manifest. We are manifesting Storm. I would love to direct my feature film that I'm writing. And, you know, I just want to be a part of great projects. I want to play all the great roles and be a part of all the great projects. So however that looks. 
You know what I sense from you that I'm really very impressed with is that you have a sense of desire to control your own career. You know, I, I think that's really, it's very impressive. I think it's smart. And I think you're going to achieve all of those goals. That's so sweet, Harvey. Thank you. Ashley, it's been such a pleasure meeting you and having you on our show. Congratulations on all the success you're having. I hope you'll come back to our show to promote every new project. You're always welcome. And thanks so much for speaking with me today. Yeah, of course, Harvey. This has been amazing. Thank you so much. Our guest has been actress, writer, producer, and director Ashley Fouché, whose latest film, On Fire, is now playing in selected theaters and will be soon available on every major streaming platform. My name is Harvey Brownstone. Thank you to my producer, Steve Silver, my director of programming, Deborah Batsafin, my production assistant, Rosa Puzo, my PR director, Laurie Towers, and my entire team at the XPTV1 network in the UK. Thank you all for joining us. See you next time. Thanks for watching. Be sure to check out all the great interviews on the Harvey Brownstone Interviews YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe and ring the bell to be notified when new videos are posted.